You're listening to Once, Once Upon a Time podcast, episode 103. Welcome back. It's been a long time to... Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. And we're missing Jeremy because he fell off the face of the earth. No, he didn't. He went to Neverland. Oh. He went down a bean hole Is that somewhere. where he went? <laughs> he just wasn't available for this episode. But we do have some things to talk about, about Once Upon a Time. And this is a rough hiatus. Uh, but we've got some cool things coming up. Some awesome things coming up for Once Upon a Time and Once Upon a Time in Neverland or in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yes. I was wondering when that was going to start. Are you going to tell us all? I might make that mistake multiple times in this episode. It's possible. Don't do that. But we appreciate your listening to this podcast. And if you would, if please go over to oncepodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast to receive every episode automatically. You can also click our Twitter links on there to follow us on Twitter, join our forums, read our show notes for this episode, which will be at oncepodcast.com slash 103 and all of that goodness. Now, the first thing I want to start with is a little setup that I'm realizing already there's not as much to talk about during this hiatus as there was with the first hiatus. What's different? Well, I mean, with the first summer hiatus. Now that you say that, yes, I can feel that is different. <laughs> what What is different? Now you've pointed that out and made me aware. You're feeling the magic. That's I'm right. feeling the magic. It's not quite as magical during this hiatus. <laughs> Why? Why? I think it's because after the first season, there were still so many questions. There was still so much that was unexplored. And it left a huge question mark about where the show would be going with the next season since magic was coming. So let's take it back, a little flashback of our own, which I've got something to read about the word flashback in a moment. But let's go back to how season one ended. Well, most of season one was spent discovering who characters were and how certain characters were connected or who most of the characters were and how they were connected and then breaking the curse. Then magic came to Storybrooke, and that was all we saw was that Rumpelstiltskin was bringing magic to Storybrooke. Yeah, it was a huge cliffhanger. So we had no idea where that could go from there. So there were like a million theories we had, Mm -hmm. like, to feast on. (laughs) (laughs) This year, I think it's a lot more obvious where we're going with this. They've set it up with the finale that... One, we're going to see Neil in Neverland. Two, well, this is all conjecture that I'm saying, but this is why I think they've set up that we're going to see Neil, Neil in Neverland in <laughs> Enchanted Forest back there with Mulan, Aurora, and Prince Philip. We're going yeah. to see Hook, Rumpelstiltskin, the whole gang there go to Neverland. So you think those would be the two realms that they'll focus on? Because they've had this trend going where they only focus primarily on two yeah. places at once generally, it's never just one and it usually isn't more than two generally or if they have a third it'll be just a tiny tiny portion because think about the first half of season two they don't want they, to confuse us all right right so they included just one tiny little bit <laughs> from another world so i think we will probably see more of storybrook as well you but think? That, yeah some 
So it'll be just kind of like little side notes here and there just to tell us that Storybrook still Probably. exists. I, I could see something happening like some catastrophe happens in Storybrook and it's taken over and everyone needs to get back to save Storybrook. I don't know. Something like that could be happening, might not be. But so my my point is that the season two finale really told us where everything is going. It doesn't tell us what's going to happen necessarily, but it does tell us the direction things are going. <laughs> so I think that leaves less room for us to discuss things. Certainly the feedback has been a lot thinner. Now we still get lots and lots of feedback, but a, a lot of it is not so much theories about where we're going next because a lot of people know where we're going next. So that's why I think there's less to talk about. That's why we're podcasting less often. We might podcast maybe only once a month during the summer hiatus. Sorry to make it even longer than that for you guys. But we are still working on some special episodes and special things to do over summertime, like some interviews and uh, some other cool stuff. But so that's why I think there's not as much to talk about. But there is still some cool stuff that came in, and we'll share some of those theories with you. The first thing to share is a correction on me. This came from Chris, and Chris started this email saying, Dear Daniel, I'm address- I am directly addressing you because it is you who has the problem with the term flashback. <laughs> the recent batch of episodes that I have listened to have featured you stating your disapproval of the word flashback because during season one, the events from the Enchanted Forest that we see are not remembered by the characters. Oh. Yeah, and I've, I've been against using that term flashback for a while. And he continues saying, well, I just wanted to correct you on that. I am an English major, and the literary term flashback refers to the writer showing his or her audience a time prior to the present time, although this usually is recounted by the characters via a memory, dream, story being told to another character, etc. This is not always the case, and the event does not necessarily need to be experienced by the character in the present via memory. It could be for the sole purpose of informing the audience of past events. The point is that the events of the Enchanted Forest happened before the events of Storybrook, which means that technically, that they technically are flashbacks. Besides, in season one, past events that involved Regina or Rumple obviously were remembered by the characters because they remembered who they were. Plus, the way I see it is that Mary, Margaret, David, Ruby, etc. have always been their enchanted fairy tale counterparts. They just didn't know it. So thank you, Chris, for that correction. I will stop being so negative against the idea of using the term flashback. And as Doxon just said in our chat room, Daniel got schooled, literally. <laughs> it was at home, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, would you read Omar's message for us? Yes. Omar says, so we know that Peter Pan and his shadow know Rumpelstiltskin. Or, you know what, I would say we think we know. Yeah. It seems like they do because of so it seems how like Rumpelstiltskin both... knows how bad he is. Yeah. So. so we think we know how Peter Pan and the shadow know Rumpelstiltskin. That time works differently in Neverland and that people can't leave Neverland. Kind of the way that people initially couldn't leave Storybrooke. Maybe Rumpelstiltskin knows Peter Pan because he did a trial run of the Dark Curse in Neverland, which is why Peter Pan holds a grudge against Rumpelstiltskin. I think that is a cool theory. Yeah, it's definitely something we haven't even seen 
even a hint that that might be possible. I I think it could be. It, it's a logical assumption or a reasonable uh, idea because think about Rumpelstiltskin here. He's making this major dark curse that will practically destroy all of the realms in order to take him to one of the other realms. He probably wants to make sure he gets this thing right. Yeah, that's that's a pretty reasonable assumption. Now, then again, there is the issue of the fact that Wendy said no one can leave Wonderland when Balefire was still a boy. You mean Neverland. Did I say Wonderland? You sure did. I'm sorry. Neverland. No one can leave Neverland. Once they set when, foot. Yeah. When Balefire was a boy. Mm-hmm. And that was long before, kind of, in, in at least Enchanted Forest time, that was long before Rumpelstiltskin made the curse. Yeah. But because time works differently in Neverland, that's open to wide interpretation what that actually means. Yeah. It could be that Neverland pops up here and there throughout history that doesn't... I mean, you know, there, there are all sorts of weird ways we could go with that. Anyway, continuing on. Peter Pan probably has access to someone who can see the future, and that's how he knows when what Henry looks like. That's, that's a very good assumption. But since Peter can't leave, he has to send his shadow. <laughs> yep. Peter Pan probably wasn't originally bad, but we know the effect Rumble Stilts can, can have on people. So true. Yeah, I think it's a good theory. It sounds and like a good theory. Now makes me start wondering if Rumpelstiltskin had to test the curse, what kind of effects that had on other people. And on a place like Neverland, maybe he got the curse wrong the first time, and that's what messed up Neverland. Mm. So that it time works differently there and that it's so dark and that no one can leave once they touch the soil and shadows can be ripped from people or whatever. Maybe uh Maybe Peter Pan was banished to Neverland somehow by testing the curse. Maybe he helped develop the curse. There could be all kinds of ways to Mm. go with this. Yep. Can't wait to see. Of course, there's that idea that uh, back in the episode, The Return, when we first met Jan Bale, or not first met, but when we saw Jan Balefire talk with Rural Gorm, the Blue Fairy, she said that Rumpelstiltskin's magic does not belong in this world it doesn't belong in neverland you're saying in no in enchanted forest world well that's that's the dark you know that's the dark one's history that we have yet to see yeah and that that. was before rumblesilskin's time and probably before that other guy's time so that could somehow be related to neverland too or completely unrelated yeah we don't know how long the dark one has been around yeah but we do know Blue Fairy has been around longer. Yes. Because she's the original magic. She's the oldest character. Yep. We have no she idea. She looks how old good she is. for being so old. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'll ever, you know, if they ever tell us exactly how old she is. Uh, Keegor Connor Tracy probably does not want people to know how old she is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Blue Fairy. Hey, speaking of. I said Keeger. It's Keegan Keegan. Connor Tracy. But speaking of her, Enchanticon is coming up. It's the Once Upon a Time convention. It'll be in Florida on November 22nd through the 24th. Jenny and I are trying to figure out 
a way that we can make it down there for that and possibly be involved in some cool ways. Sounds enchanting, doesn't it? It is. (laughs) But check out the website at enchantacon.com, enchantacon.com. And there will be several of the cast members from there. Check out this list. Well, I'll be like fangirling and fanboy <laughs> yeah. and stuff if we go. <laughs> David Anders, Dr. Whale, Michael Coleman, who's happy, happy. Faustino Dabata, which is sleepy, David Paul Grove, who is Doc, Tony Armadola, who is Geppetto, Chad Michael Collins, Gerhardt. It's awesome that he was in Gerhardt. one episode. Of Once Upon a Time, but he's so active in the Once Upon a Time community, (laughs) chatting with people, going to the convention. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. And uh, I've um, exchanged a couple messages with him. He might be on Once Podcast sometime soon, too. And uh, Raphael Sabarge, Jiminy, Beverly Elliott, that's Granny, (gasps) and Keegan Connor Tracy, Blue Fairy. Oh, boy. That's the current list of confirmed cast members. That's more than last time when you read the list, right? Yes. Yeah, they've added some ladies to the list this <laughs> Hooray. time. Yeah, because they were all men last time. <laughs> so, Not to say that that's boring or anything. I'm just saying <laughs> it's nice to have some ladies on the list. A lot of the guys probably agree, too. <laughs> but that is the list currently for Enchanticon. And we really hope that you can make it down there. And we're hoping to make it down there as well and hoping to be involved in some ways, too. So check out the website at enchantacon.com. Enchantacon. That's enchant, like just like the regular word, enchant, and then acon.com. I almost said thank you for your support, but they didn't sponsor <laughs> No. Us. I felt like for a moment I was doing a commercial, but no, it's just an awesome thing we want <laughs> you, you to know about. You went on autopilot, didn't you? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, but there, here's a cool message, uh, another message feedback from Omar pointing out some interesting history about Peter Pan. Omar said, it seems that Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis may be taking elements from the series of prequels that were written by Dave Barry and Ridley Pearson for the Peter Pan story called the Starcatcher series. Now, this is a more recent series, um, Pete, like Peter and the Starcatchers. And the second book is called Peter and the Shadow Thieves, the best-selling children's novels published by Hyperion Books, a subsidiary of Disney in 2004. You're doing well with all these names. I wouldn't have been able to <laughs> conquer all these names. Yeah, so far. Maybe that'll be my Siberian Books is how it would come out. <laughs> in those stories, get this, in those stories... Peter is an orphan that ends up on a pirate ship and doesn't directly fly to Neverland, kind of like Bellfire. Oh! There is a character named Lord Umbra that can steal people's shadows. <gasps> also, the source of magic in the stories is star stuff, mm. which is a different take on fairy dust and obviously comes from stars and not fairies. Maybe fairies are stars. Well, Gorm does mean blue star oh yeah she was a star that's true maybe and maybe the only the only fairies who can be stars are like the top fairies like nova couldn't be a, a yeah, star like fairy godmother kind of fairies yeah uh, let, sorry yeah. i totally derailed okay. you didn't i however the important thing is that peter pan tries to keep the star stuff from getting in the wrong hands maybe the parallels is that he wants to keep magic out of worlds that aren't supposed to have magic and that's why he's orchestrating whatever organization for which Greg and Tamara work. And that's from Omar. Mm, Great idea there. Good. And thanks for catching that, Omar. I had no idea that there were these prequels like that. And there are these cool correlations. We yeah. really have no idea where Kitsis and Horowitz are pulling some of their information from. It's fun to know about it, though, when they do. Yeah. 
and they've got some comes from fun and diverse places oh yeah and they occasionally bring in star wars stuff too because they are big fans of star wars <laughs> but i don't think we'll ever see a star wars crossover just little references so no like brady buns no braid buns <laughs> if we ever see emma in braid buns we'll know wendy would be a good one to have those braid buns <laughs> Now, from the world of fan creations, which is a world that we haven't really paid much attention to because, well, personally, I get so focused on the theories. And I got to be a guest on a podcast with Hope. And uh, I'll have a link to that in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 103 if you want to check it out. We talked for two hours, I think, about Once Upon a Time. It was a really fun episode. But she and I know many others and many people listening just love all of the fan creations, mm-hmm. fan art, so much fan out fiction. There. And one of those fan pieces is a work of fiction. And fan fiction is really popular these days with the internet and everything. And it's risen to just about the top. Once upon a fans.com had this competition over the best fan creations, and people got to vote for this. And this made it into third place. So, Jenny. Tell us about this fan fiction that you absolutely loved. Yeah, it was written by Nair Bridge and Warrior 717. And here is the summary or synopsis. That's a hard word to say. Synopsis. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's, now a, my goodness. It's, <laughs> it's the summary. An alternate universe story set in Neverland that picks up right after season one finale. So it wasn't tainted by season two at all. Um, not that that would taint it or anything. It was just, that's where they picked it up. Hooked, which is the name of it, Hooked sweeps its readers off their feet in a whirlwind of swashbuckling pirates, mischief-making lost boys, and the timeless battle between good and evil. In this memorable tale of love, romance, tragedy, and sacrifice, one can expect only the unexpected. Follow Belle and Rebel Stiltskin as they set out on an epic quest to find his son in a land that will challenge them in ways even the most gifted seers cannot foretell. The infamous Dark One will be forced to make the most important and most costly deal of his life. He will, will he choose love or power? Doesn't that sound exciting? Awesome. Yeah, I know. It makes you, you were, want to read it, doesn't it? You were really excited while you were reading it. I know I was. that uh, you were providing some feedback even on the story. And I was. Helping direct a couple things in it. It was uh, so much fun. Yeah. And I remember hearing how excited you were reading the different chapters and you were just on the edge of your seat. Yeah. It was awesome the little things that they tied in. Like they, they didn't leave out certain details from the show and they didn't leave out certain details from traditional fairy tales and they had like their own flavor that they added. So it was just a really nice stew <laughs> of different things. I loved it so much. So congratulations, Narrow Bridge and Warrior 717 for your story hurt yep. as third place. And I'll give shout outs to True Magic by Brooke Summerlin, won first place in the multi-chapter fan fiction. And second place was Baby Steps by Old McPiper. And you can check out the full list of Once Upon a Fan's uh, fan voting awards over, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 103, or you can go to onceuponafans.com and they'll have this information on the front page for a little while there that you can check it out and see who else won and check out some of these awesome fan fictions, fan arts, fan videos, fan this, fan yeah. that. 
I definitely recommend you read Hooked by Narrowbridge and Warrior 717 because it's great. Awesome. And a cool thing coming up is, well, not only is season three coming up, and we'll have some non-spoilers and some spoiler stuff about that, but the second season will be available on DVD and Blu-ray very soon in just a little more than a month at the time of the, we're recording this. On August 13th, it will be available for purchase in stores and it will be shipping, but you can pre-order it today by going to oncepodcast.com slash season two. You can write that with the number or spell out the word two and either will take you there, but oncepodcast.com slash season two to pre-order it through Amazon. And we'd really appreciate it if you do pre-order it there because that helps support the podcast by a portion of your purchased comes back to us. And we really appreciate that. And speaking of support, it's been a while since we had an episode. So we've had a lot of people send in donations. I think they might've been a little bit worried that we were going to go away. <laughs> well, we're still here. <laughs> Christian Schmidt, Bobby Polisek, uh, Dina 81, Neil from Western Kentucky, David Newland, Callie Foster, Lori Ann, and Chris Zeigler. Thank you so Thanks much all. for your sponsorship of this episode of One's Podcast and continuing support. And most of them on that list were subscribers too. And they've signed up so that they will automatically donate certain amounts every single month. Well, and we really appreciate that's dedication. that. You can, yeah, you can sign up for just $10 a month or $50 a month or $100 a month or whatever amount that you want. Make a one-time donation, repeat. But whatever you choose to donate, we really appreciate it. And it, it really helps keep things going and helps justify the time that takes running the podcast and covering the expenses. Yeah, so we really you, appreciate that. Yes. Big things. If you want to check out how you can support an episode or several episodes or support the podcast as a whole, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And we're also expecting a really big third season for Once Upon a Time and One's Podcast. So if you are in a company or can represent a company that would be interested in sponsoring One's Podcast on a corporate level with sponsorships, ad placements, banners, show notes, links, and all of that stuff, please email daniel at oncepodcast.com if you'd like to get your company name or service or product or whatever in front of potentially hundreds of thousands of listeners. We receive tens of thousands of downloads every month. Uh, it's averaging actually about 70,000 downloads per month. So if you're interested in getting your company to sponsor One's Podcast, then we would love to talk with you. Please email daniel at oncepodcast.com and I can share some more details with you. Now we have some cool news about the third season and mm. I won't give any spoilers yet. Thanks. <laughs> but the I'll share a couple small spoilers after the music ends the podcast okay. in a little bit. But uh, we do know the episode title for se- for the premiere episode of season three. I'll share that later. It's called the season three pilot episode. <laughs> But Not really. We know who the writers will be for the first two episodes. Episode one of season three will be written by Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horwitz. That's great. It better be. Yeah. Because when they write an episode, it's usually a good episode when they write it. Yeah, I agree. The second episode will be written by Chambliss and Vasquez. Well, which, I did really well with that name. Which their yeah. episodes have been some of our less liked episodes like selfless brave and true and a couple of the others that were lower on our list did they write dreamy 
Who wrote I can't, that one? I can't remember whether they wrote. Dreamy. I think that was our least favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah, was Dreamy it? was. Selfless, Brave, and True was a little bit down there for me, at least for season two. But uh, still, they they do good with tying things in. It's just not as epic. Maybe they'll uh, surprise us. <laughs> could be. But uh, so well, I expect that episode, I expect the pilot episode to be epic since it's written by Kitsis and Horowitz. Yes. And then the second episode to be. to be more slowing down and moving along the story, yeah. explaining something more, giving us a little backstory. More. Either way. And I just said either, like you. We're looking forward to all the episodes, no matter who they're written by. Mm-hmm. Also coming up is Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which cool news for it is that it was planned initially to be a winter hiatus short run series, Mm -hmm. maybe about 12 or 13 episodes. But ABC has ordered more episodes for it. So it might become a full season. Now, we don't know exactly how many episodes, but it could become a full season. And it could be awesome if they air the first half of the season during the winter hiatus and then the second half during the summer hiatus. I know what the next hiatus uh, miniseries should be. It should be about the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I've just decided. Well, here's some good feedback that we received, and this was posted in our forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. I was just reading that the creators of the show were saying that Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was originally intended to be a short hiatus fill-in during the winter, but now that's changed, and in the future they could tell entirely new stories should it be picked up for a second season. So that could mean that in the future, we could possibly see maybe Once Upon a Time in Oz, Once Upon a Time in Narnia, or Once Upon a Time in uh, Under the Sea, or (laughs) maybe Under the Sea. King Triton's Realm. I'd like that a lot. It'd be cool if every season we got a different story set in a different world. And in the forum post, which I'll have a link in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 103. In the post, a couple others agree and disagree on that point of that could be cool to go world to world in different seasons, almost as if we're doing a different series. So it would be Once Upon a Time in Oz, Once Upon a Time, etc., But I think what could also be neat is that at some point after they've introduced us to these other worlds and we thought they were separate, Mm -hmm. it could be cool if in Once Upon a Time, we then go to one of those other worlds. Yeah, that would be cool. We see see Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, for example. Maybe it happens 200 years before everything else. And then in Once Upon a Time, we go to Wonderland again – after the curse, after everything else, and we discover Wonderland is destroyed or it's completely different or all of this. We get backstory in a separate TV series. Mm-hmm. I love and that. And it ties back in. Somewhere. I would love that. Stuff like that could be cool for them to tie in and blend together. One other thing to share with you is that Comic-Con is coming up in San Diego on July 20th. And several of the cast will be there and some of the writers as well. So if you're going to Comic-Con, say hi to the cast members. It'd be awesome if you could go up with your phone and record a little voice memo or something where they say, Hi, this is Lee Ehrenberg. I play Grumpy and you're listening to Once Podcast or something like that. It'd be awesome if you could get them recorded doing that. Or just encourage them to, hey, how about you get your agent to uh, get you on the Once Podcast as a special interview? 
because we've been talking with some of them and trying to make schedules work in the yeah. line and such. Anything so, could happen. Yeah. So it'd be <laughs> cool. Get pictures, post those pictures on the forms. And by the way, thank you so much for your patience with the forms as I merge them from one system to another. And we've still got a bunch of bugs to work out and certain performance issues to work out, like the fact that it keeps crashing the server and mm-hmm. certain things that I'm also looking at the changing. The server still. is receiving so much love that it cannot stand under the weight of it. <laughs> so it's crashing. Yeah, but thank you so much for participating in the community. And thank you for everyone who helps make the podcast possible. The sponsors, the volunteers who help moderate, who help uh, find information, sort feedback, all of this stuff. And for you guys for sending feedback. And we'd love to continue receiving your feedback theories about upcoming episodes. And we might occasionally have certain themed content like tell us what your favorite episode is and why. And we might have some of that coming up in the future. And of course, we'll have some interviews with cast members. So we'll let you know ahead of time when that's happening. So you can send in your questions for us to ask the cast members about their time and once upon a time. So we'll have a few minor spoilers after the break, but thank you so much for listening. Please send us your feedback. Email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can also go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message right from the website. And if you're not subscribed to us in iTunes, please subscribe there or your favorite podcast program of choice. But especially, we'd love it if you would leave an honest review for us in iTunes, like Spot1701 and CelineFan96 did for us. We really appreciate those reviews. They encourage us with what we're doing, and they they help other people find us as well. Yes. Good and bad reviews are welcome. Good (laughs) ones are preferred, but bad ones are helpful. Honest reviews. Honest reviews. We'll call them that. Yeah. (laughs) And you can go to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes to leave a review, or if you've already left a review, then look at the most recent reviews and mark some of them as helpful too. And I'm sure the other people would appreciate that too if they've written a nice review. And you can follow us on Twitter at Once Podcast or follow each of us individually. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. And for our fellow co-host, Jeremy Laughlin, you can follow him on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Make sure that you check out the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 103. And until next time, have a happy ever after. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to those who supported to help make this episode of Once Podcast possible. If you'd like to sponsor an episode and support the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And now for some spoilers. If you don't want to be spoiled, and these are minor spoilers. I know there are bigger ones out there, but I'm trying to avoid those. And Hunter wasn't available to send us some audio for this yet. So these minor spoilers are minor. (laughs) But if you don't want to hear them, then stop now and you won't miss anything else. Seriously, stop now. Stop now if you don't want to be spoiled.
So let's talk about these, just a few minor spoilers here. And the first is the episode title for the third season premiere. It's called, I feel like I need a drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) The Heart of the Truest Believer. You know what this reminds me of, Mm title-wise? Episode seven of the first season, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. It's true. And someone important died in that episode. His name was Graham. I don't think that means someone will die in this episode. I hope not. That'd be terrible for them to kill off a main character in the first episode of the third season. This has got my head spinning with theories. Like, I'm wondering, who is the truest believer? It's got to be Henry. (gasps) Is he going to lose his heart? (laughs) Guess we'll find out. Well, yeah, Henry, I think, is a big possibility here because Mm -hmm. he's been the one that's been like the truest believer yeah yeah and we could learn more about why henry is so important to neverland i think that makes sense he's more than what he seems i can't do it in the the seer voice (laughs) (laughs) and we know we're going to neverland yes quite obvious and the writers have confirmed that we're going to neverland and we're going to meet the scary peter pan yeah several roles are being cast there have been a couple names for some roles rufi and a thief and uh we know the story is going to pick up right where it left off pretty much so they're going to pop out in neverland then and the story will continue from there (sighs) but we don't know what's actually going to happen and it does sound like this will be a henry centric episode which you know what could be cool if this is a henry centric episode what seeing more of henry's backstory either how he got to storybrook or how he got the storybook and what made him the truest believer yeah that wouldn't be hard to explain though (laughs) or because we have we have discussed previously in previous episodes of course how henry must have seen that everyone's mm. following the same pattern and he's surrounded by it and thinking wow this is weird and nobody else does maybe fun to see that yeah maybe the author of the book is the truest believer maybe but i really think this is probably about henry still don't know who wrote that book yeah other theories could be that this is about peter pan maybe Mm. he's the truest believer maybe even emma or certain other characters that i've talked about believing it could also like it makes me the the word believer in context of Neverland makes me think of fairies because I can't get mm. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> I the chant out of fairies. my head. I do I believe do. in fairies. I do. I do, I do. So it could be about Wendy, or it could be about Peter Pan. You just never know with these titles because they they're so misleading. Yeah. And even some of the casting information, like Rufio, we know is a, and I think I said it Rufo earlier, but. Uh, Rufio is oh. a lost boy and Thief is Have we met Rufio yet? Was he one of the lost boys on No, the that ship? was uh it's the name of a cat. Oh. The, the people are shouting it out, I'm sure, to me right now. Hang on. But Felix, Felix, that was the name of oh, okay. the lost boy, the one that was so famous for <laughs> Yeah, that's Felix. Yeah, Felix the cat. That's why I was saying it's the okay. Cat. Okay, yeah. Um, other th- news for season three. Minor this one spoilers. makes me sad. Ruby won't be back. I'm so sad. Yeah, I really liked Ruby. Megan Ori has shared in interviews that 
she was a season two regular. We knew that yeah. back then that she was signed on as a season two regular. But what she said in interviews was that Kitsis and Horowitz contacted her at some point along the way. And they said, hey, we ran into this new story idea and it's going to be so big and so awesome. And unfortunately, it doesn't include you. Oh, I bet that was hard. So it's it's something and it's really interesting, though, that the writers have said that the way they describe this, it's as if they're writing and then suddenly they discover where they can go with something That's that they be hadn't exciting. thought of before. That's got to be exciting. I think that explains why season two drastically changed directions with the outsider and um, this whole thing about Peter Pan and Neverland, mm-hmm. is I think they discovered this story in there, and that's why they were using less and less of Ruby. <sighs> and so now she's not even a series regular anymore. I really liked her. Yeah. It made werewolves seem okay. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of regulars, Neil Cassidy or Michael Raymond James will be a regular Yay! in season three. So I think that means that we'll probably see some more Emma and Neil romance. I love that. I love Emma and Neil. I love like the character they make together. I'm not talking about Henry. <laughs> I'm talking about just like their back and forth is hilarious. And I love, you know, I just love how they are together. And... Uh, this could also present an interesting side because there's a hint at maybe possible romance between Emma and Hook. <gasps> no! <laughs> Which will make a lot of people out there happy and will make a whole new war of uh, shippers, even though ah. you know, you may have thought you were safe at the end of season two. You may have Be thought strong, everything Be strong, Emma! Be strong. You love Neil. That's all I have to say. And uh, we do know we're going to see Belle again. Uh, not, I, I don't think a series regular, but she is signed on for a few episodes. And they've casted characters like Peter Pan and certain other characters they've got cast already. And uh, so we've got a lot to see still, a lot coming up. And those are some minor spoilers to share with you. And I'm sure our friend Hunter Hathaway will have some more spoilers for you as we get closer. Be sure to check out the forums at onespodcast.com slash forums because we've got different spoiler sections there. And you can chat away on the spoilers and share spoilers as you find them. I know uh, Vansity Filming occasionally posts some pictures in there like one of our characters that we've gotten to interview, Raphael Sabarge, mm-hmm. was seen in Steveston. Well, that's which means not that's unusual. where they filmed Storybrooke. So that means he's going to be in season three. Oh, in some way, yeah, it could be either that or it's just some ploy to to mix us all up and get us confused <laughs> and stuff. And uh, right now, as we're recording, several of the cast are starting to arrive in Steveston for the filming of the third season which starts about in the middle of july so we're looking forward to that there will be a lot of spoilers out there a lot of pictures coming out a lot of cool stuff if you share it in the forums just make sure that you use either the spoiler tag if you're posting it somewhere else or post it in the appropriate spoiler section and again thank you for your patience with the forums as we move things around and try new things you know what i don't want to see in this season what 
I don't want to see any more Mulan Prince Philip flirting or confusion <laughs> or anything. I want it to just be Aurora and her prince and Mulan can get her own. That's Sarah, what I want to see. Well, that reminds me of another minor thing. Sarah Bolger, who plays Aurora, was actually cast in a different TV show. So we probably won't see much of her. Oh, great. They're probably going to kill her off and Mulan's going to get her boyfriend. <laughs> great. Or Neil just might say, hey, everybody, thanks for helping me. I'm going to go to the different corner of Fairytale Land. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, that would be kind of corny. So we've got a lot to see, and I know a lot of spoilers will be coming out soon. Hey, if you email us some feedback and your feedback is based on a spoiler or includes a spoiler in it, then please put the word spoiler in the subject line just so we know somewhere in the subject line. It doesn't, please don't make it the only subject line, but somewhere in the subject line, put the word spoiler in just so we know that it's a spoiler that way. If we want to stay spoiler free, we can. But again, our feedback information, email feedback at oncepodcast.com. Or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. Or you can go to oncepodcast.com and send a voice message right from the website through your computer or iOS device. We love to hear your voice. So thank you for listening to the spoilers section. And we will no doubt have more spoilers coming out very soon. Thanks for listening.